0: Quite reassuring, so we, we're in the process because, like, a right. lot of people are concerned about the combat in Ashes. Um, yeah, I don't get why they pick daggers looking at use them. I wish they would uh, go for the Warhammer.
1: What was that? Uh, Whoa. Fist. That's a yeah, murder yeah. ninja dark overlord reference. And that's, I feel very, that's, <laughs> that seems very unjustified right now. I'm just saying that. Okay.
0: It's a hundred percent justified. We'll keep it for later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. Can't believe this guy. Throughout their journey on Vera, it would be very important to modify the skills they had previously developed to work with this world of high magic. To augment their skills and further attune themselves, it would require learning in a way they previously hadn't done before. To customize this magic, they would first need to learn how to better use it. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back in his favorite blanky, cozy, <laughs> Faisal. Uh, greetings. <laughs> you know, Daedalus, I'm realizing between the LFM show and this mm-hmm. one. Out of the three people on each show, I just realized that, like, he kind of got some special. Nathan kind of got some special last time. I'm kind of feeling like I got to figure out what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to make it
2: glorious. Make it glorious. OK, um, I'm OK with glorious. Ash
1: H- Ashes Harold themed in some way, shape or form. But uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see everybody welcome in we're glad you're here with us today as always uh look before we dig in too far we get to give a shout out to the home of this podcast asheshq.com the community curated website for all things ashes of creation also shout out to all the imperial flames which are the supporters here on twitch youtube and patreon thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week uh speaking about weekly we do our weekly spiel where we essentially say hey you want to do us a solid you want to help us to look like the most badass ashes podcast there is then go over to our pin post on twitter over at ashes pathfinder on twitter you can go there look for the pin post look for all the links look at that itunes one go visit it leave us a five-star review be greatly appreciated and you can oh my gosh yeah sorry i saw something in our chat you can uh, leave us a <laughs> data list is trolling a little bit in our in our dm group here um, but you can go over there and leave a fuss star review leave a comment and we will read it live here on the podcast so you can do that you can also call in to 1539-664-6801 and leave a voice message and we can play that as long as it's appropriate obviously let's see you can leave a message in the mailbag right over at at gmail.com. But, friends, we got some announcements real quick related to community. And then we're going to catch up with the cast and see how we've all been doing. Uh, Knights of the Phoenix is recruiting, right? Didn't have our community night officially with me there last Friday, but hopefully some of the homies hung out and did some stuff and things. Um, we got community days every Friday pretty typically, although I'll probably be having to take one or one here and there off. Uh, in the near future just because of life stuff and things Um, alpha one videos have been rolling like clockwork y'all continue to watch them they keep going Um, basically cataloging all of my um, alpha one experience everything that i did i recorded and basically i've been taking each playthrough day breaking it up into different playthroughs for each day and just breaking those actual days into sections or parts um, we've got i believe playthrough seven starting tomorrow and i believe that one's seven parts long so keep them up there they're rolling out every two days at this point so you have tomorrow and then two days and then two days okay um so you can check those out and um Let's see, the Ashes HQ forums have been getting some love. Definitely encourage you all to go jump in there, roll your own uh, discussion uh, post, or respond to some others. We got some there on theory crafting around uh, archetypes, around artisan classes, and just some stuff around RP and things like that. So definitely go check it out. Um, gentlemen, how have y'all been doing since last time? Anything that's been that's caught your eye? As of late, aside from what we might be talking about today.
2: <laughs> not not much outside of what we're talking about yeah. today. I mean, there's some other things, but I already ranted about that a few times in the previous podcast. So other than that, I'm good. So I actually, bought
0: my pack. <laughs>
2: that's all I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did actually try something new on Game Pass um, that's actually pretty cool. I If you guys like space combat sims, um there's one um that's kind of like it's a little kind of weird kind of story but Mm -hmm. it is it is kind of fun and that's chorus um and it's it's actually once you get used to the controls it's actually pretty fun time so
1: interesting i haven't heard of that one at all
2: yeah it just came out on game pass and i i've been itching to do something space combatty so yeah i tried that out i bet it was fun
1: nice nice what about you cozy fazel
0: um I kept watching all the like the Xbox live shows yeah. uh where, for new video games that are coming out. And mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of new interesting games that are coming up. Um mm.
1: yeah, the Xbox uh, Game Pass certainly is gonna pack a punch for a lot of people. They're offering like a mm-hmm. ton with that thing, which I don't I don't have it. Um I don't know that I would have it. I'm trying to I mean, limit
0: technically Limited? Technically, no. since you have a PC No You can get the Xbox Game no and no. it, Get th- all the exactly. PC Exactly yes. You sound
1: like Daedalus You sound like Daedalus over the weekend You mean
0: I'm being sim. I'm no. having
2: <laughs> no.
1: You all are like drug pushers I have a book to write I got things to do I don't need the distractions I got rid of my okay, consoles yeah, after
2: Yeah, definitely after you do your uh... stuff and things You can look into it But it is I would say Everybody. In terms of like deals It is good <laughs> It's like one yes. of the ones that I will keep. That's fair like point. Other ones I've tried other game services. This one actually right. is worth the money. You're,
0: you're both hey, right on we're that. We're not telling you bandwagon for the entire bloody year. Just play the games <laughs> that you want to
2: unsubscribe. It's, it's easy.
1: <laughs> it's like, just go ahead. Take a hit.
2: <laughs> take yeah, a I, hit. I know, how you, I know how, you know how to set priorities, man. You'll, sh- you'll, you'll get your stuff and things done. And then yeah, okay. when you're ready to unwind, there's a whole library for you.
1: Here, pressure. It is a little bit of peer pressure, but not not too much pressure, more of like cozy pressure. Cozy pressure. It's like, cozy come on, it, you'll like it, it'll be good for you. Come on, you can do this. You know, uh, so let me whisper in your ear. <laughs> you're not wrong, man. It, it is one of those things when you see it, you're going, "Damn, man!" I mean, I think even like Starfield and some of these other games are planned to be, yeah. Starfield on is going to be on it's there. Like, yeah, dear definitely. Lord. Like I'm going, like, how are you all? See, I, I hear these things happening, and this reminds me of what they did with Mixer. So I take it with a grain of salt at this point, or sand, depending on what your preference is. But like, I literally. I don't take it too seriously. I kind of feel like it's a little bit too good to be true and waiting for them to roll it back or something because this is sort of the Microsoft thing, right, that they've been doing over the past several years. They they kind of go out there, they try to get into a game space, and they try to go make it just like, you know, whatever, throw a bunch. Of, like, look what they do with Mixer. They threw a bunch of money at, like, some of the top streamers, and those people's contracts weren't even up, and they tapped out on the platform. Like, this is different, I know. I expect – that in this space are going to do well, but it just, that seems like so much money you're not going to make for wanting to make money as a company. So I'm trying to understand where the the cost benefit analysis is for them on this but real talk, right? Because even PlayStation's going, yeah, I don't know if we're going to do all that with our passes. And you're like, I can understand that. So I'm just curious. I mean, where they're going to draw their lines
2: they're still doing it i think they're still doing it to some extent with playstation it's just a little bit they're setting the timetable like they want to make money up front and money later right with having people do both services which like i'm I'm not disputing (laughs) i think with with microsoft i it just feels like since they're getting a better subscription base because they're putting in all these day ones i think it it's kind of six of one half dozen of the other. I don't think they would have done it long-term if if it wasn't somehow mm. profitable. But when you think of a model, like you could have people that don't buy games for six months, right? And True. Not, True. not spend any money. Yes. But then if they're part of Game Pass, that money's already coming out.
1: Yeah. It's like kind of like people who used to play World of Warcraft, you know, and they'd be like, they kept their subscription every month going, even though they didn't play every month. I mean, I was definitely there too. But you also think about like subscription model services that are the big dogs, you know, I think of like Amazon, for example. Like you might imagine the people that go, like most people take advantage of the shipping for their Amazon Prime, but there's like a ton that's offered in that. And not everybody consumes everything that's offered in that either. So there's like, there's lots of subscription models that have worked. See, and then you go and you think about Ashes and the fact they're only going to be a subscription model. And, you know, you kind of like go to go looking at that whole scenario of subscription models and going cost-benefit analysis. Like, how what is it? What does the Xbox Pass come out to being annually
2: or monthly? I think it's like, well, I mean, it was like nine, sorry, ten bucks a month is what it is. I think
0: the price oh, is wow. going
2: up. Yeah, yeah that's pretty I think pretty the price cheap. is going up, though. I can't remember when.
0: That's like two video games and, and uh, the entire year for uh, crap. Ton of video games. Dude. <laughs> True. I mean, we usually box costs yeah. pay like what fifty or sixty bucks is a pretty normal yeah. price yeah. these days for.
2: Especially if it's next gen now, they just added like another ten bucks onto that. So
0: I'm not. I'm not gonna talk about the prices here in Saudi Arabia. I'm not gonna lie. We Fair like thirty rials, which is basically five bucks for a full title game. For the... <laughs>
1: <laughs> unbelievable. He's bragging a bit. It's fine though. You you, <laughs> you brag. You brag on that. That's something that we definitely. Hey, I brag got that
0: privilege. I got that. privilege Privilege of having cheap video games, okay? <laughs> um let okay. me be <laughs> okay.
1: all right, all right, all right, Murder Bunny. I hear you, I hear you, homie. I hear you. Um let's see. I guess okay, so I announced I, I'm just gonna reinforce this as well because um we'll talk about it a little bit towards the end. But Ash's development live stream obviously is getting pushed to the 30th, which is going to be a Thursday. Usually they hit that Friday marker. But, you know, mm. if you want to, yeah, I'm just going to kind of shout this out right now. And we'll probably hit on it again towards the end. But their development live stream, right? Get your questions in by June 28th. Thursday the 30th is when they're going to be doing it, 11 a.m. PDT. You've got like a week, what, two weeks almost? No, no the, almost just under two weeks at this point.
2: Yeah, just under two um, weeks, yeah.
1: So they usually do Fridays, right? But, you know, it's going to be a Thursday. So it's going to be a little tricky. I know that we normally, since we do it on Fridays, it works a little bit better for some of us here to, you know, I usually do the Ashes post show, still planning on doing it. just going to be a little bit of a different thing, uh, because normally we do the LFM podcast. I think we're probably, I don't know that we're going to do it that day. We'll see. We may. Uh, We'll we'll figure it out, but we'll do the Ashes post show and stuff, but you probably won't get your write-up on the HQ until... Probably, like, I'm going to say Saturday, and the reason is on Friday is my baby brother's wedding, so... Unless something happens there, I'm not planning on being around. Maybe later in the evening, I'll be able to make that work. But I'm just going to say, expect the notes by then. Also, Skylar's got stuff kind of going on Thursday. So we're going to be, we're going to get it to you by the weekend. You just might get a bit more of a delay that day uh, or for this this one coming up. That's not the norm though. like 90% of the time where it's usually they do streams Fridays. We do our thing Fridays. It's up by Friday. It's like clockwork, but they throw a wrench in the gears. It, it has a trickle down effect, doesn't it? So, there it is. There's the deal. Um, Let me think here. Well, I had a really big life thing that kind of like finally came to a close that I've been struggle busting with for a while. So that was actually really good. Um, tinkering with the VA. And if anybody knows how the VA is uh, as a, as an Army vet, it's a big of a pain in the ass. So that came to a head, got worked out. I'm like, it was interestingly enough, I found out it got worked out and resolved by my birthday, which was last Friday. And I was like... Oh, my God. What a great way to like that was like the best birthday like info or or present I could possibly get because it means I don't have to struggle but deal with this bullshit anymore moving forward. It's resolved. It's sorted out. So that was really good. Um, Also, I've had a stream team for a while. So I haven't really been promoting it, but now that uh, that door is sort of closing and I'm going to have a little more bandwidth, I'm probably going to start like recruiting for that, which basically if you're just someone who, you know, brings positivity into their space, like that'll be the group that I'm probably going to be cultivating uh, creators around, probably homies, probably people that are around the Pathfinder community and stuff like that. But uh, and then, of course, stuff with my IP, all the announcement with that, probably mid-July. Once I'm done, um, we're going to be taking off here on this show which will be the day that we're going to be taking off will be the uh, 10th of July. So the 10th of July, um, we will not have a podcast, right? So just be aware of that. Um, yeah. And that week following is going to be the week that I'm grinding, working on my, getting my book sorted. I come back from my break and I'll be sharing a lot of that with everybody, anybody that's interested in following along in the journey. So there it is. Um, yeah. We have another announcement from the community um z who is one of the community moderators for the ashes of creation discord Mm -hmm. um, community she hit me up and was like hey sim can you do me a solid we are i'm trying to put together some uh get as many people on board as i can who can help out with this so there's the thing the community project right she's just hit her up on discord um, it's gonna be pretty big, so you're gonna need a lot of people. You don't really have to do much to invest in this. Just be in touch with her, right? Z hashtag 2633 on Discord, right? You can just go into the Ashes Discord too, look for on the right there is one of the uh one of the Discord moderators for the Ashes community and you know, just shoot her a DM and stuff if you're interested. Really won't take a lot, but this is a really great way that if if you want to like show your love for Ashes, um, but you don't really have like, you know, a whole lot that you can invest, then yeah. Hit her up with the word hands. She'll know that that's you. There it is in the description right there in front of you. So I'll leave that up for a little bit. Um, We've got some things today, gentlemen. We've got a dev discussion, which is going to be interesting. We've got uh, some notes from Steven here. He posted something in the Discord. And I just realized we've got the pyre. Please hold. I'm going to actually work on dropping these as well. Um, but we've got some Pyre stuff to show off as well. Sorry about that. I'm going to sort that just in a minute here. Let me get the Pyre images while we're kind of chatting and stuff. But uh, yeah, um, we've got a good number of things. We're going to be talking quite a bit about about combat. But now that the uh, community project's been posted for you all, I'm going to go ahead and pull that down. And let's look over what Steven has shared, Okay. Um, we'll just probably jump into this and then we'll we'll check out the uh, dev discussion after we're kind of doing this a little bit more in a reverse order. But Steven posted on combat. So I'm gonna read his point here and got some things that I kind of want to explore here. However, I'm gonna kind of get your all's kind of sentiment overall as uh, as we're kind of taking a look at this, okay? Um, so Steven had posted in the Discord and I was telling Daedalus on the LFM podcast Thursday, as well as Nathan, who was there, I was like, you know, it's very interesting. And and Daedalus brought up a really good point I didn't want to forget today. And I was like, isn't it interesting how, and again, I'm not saying like, oh my God, they watch our show, they clearly are doing what we tell them to do. It's not like that. <laughs> but it's interesting because we in, in this podcast, we we do tend to reflect a lot of community sentiment. Right. And we make that a pretty big part of our show, like advocation for the community, uh, sharing community sentiment, engaging with community feedback. That's a really big part of what we do here. Um, And long and short of it is, we tend to bring up certain points. And it's been quite interesting this year because as we've been bringing up a lot of points, it's almost like we'll have these big discussions and sort of like uh, we sort of like outline specific points that we think are really important that maybe the team is mindful of. Um, If they're paying attention to community and it's like clockwork this year, we we talk about stuff over the course of a month, usually the next month, sometimes two, but usually the next month. That's like the thing we end up seeing. And I was like, isn't it interesting how that happens? It's almost like they're paying attention. Some people will be like, oh, that's really self-centered. Do you think they only watch your show and that's what they're responding to? No, actually, think about it this way. That really is more of a reflection of community, isn't it? Because Dayless was like, you know, we advocate for community. We talk about community all the time. And, you know, the fact that that's actually what's happening isn't reflective of, like, what people are saying on podcasts. It's bigger. It's more reflective of, like, what the community as a whole is discussing. And we're sort of – if we have our fingers on the pulse, then – we're kind of a good framework and reference for like what the community is thinking, what they're feeling, where their minds are at, what they're debating about, what to, seems to be a concern. And the fact that the things that they tend to be showcasing are reflective of that shows you that they're actually really listening to community. Um, So I just thought that was a really good, a good reference point. Uh, I don't want to share it here. Jumping into Steven's discussion, you probably already started reading it. Um, if you listen to the show, watch it on YouTube, listen to it somewhere else, I always say if you're here with us live, you're going to get the best uh, – just the best representation of the show. You're not going to miss anything. There's always something missed if you watch it on YouTube because you don't get the Twitch chat. If you're listening to it uh, in audio form, <clears throat> then you are being able to engage and in, in, you know, listening to the conversation, but you can't really drop a comment there. You You can't be a part of chat. You miss that too. So we're sharing Steven's quote and I'm going to read through it real quick. And then gentlemen, I'd love to know what you're thinking about, about what he shared here. He said, I have decided it is best. uh, It's the best approach to show small combat updates and elicit feedback on the direction taken. So we'll be starting with basic weapon attacks, VFX, player root, split body movement and directional inputs. He also said, if I approve the combat update for this month's stream, there's a 100% chance of dual daggers being shown he also said we will see i have asked the community team to push a stream back to the 30th of the month in an attempt to show a small combat update on basic weapon attacks and movement updates now that last bit clearly stuff we've seen before. uh seen before but thoughts gentlemen generally about about just kind of what he said there
2: i'm excited about dual daggers and i don't generally play rogues but um i i was actually pretty surprised that he was talking about a new weapon set so clearly that that was um some goodness there and i was honestly i i also like made some connection there too we were having a lot of really good community discussions around combat and just seeing this like at random i'm like wow this is really cool that he's starting to you know want to share what the combat because uh, that has come up, I think, like consistently, every time they've shown something of significance or like, well, people are like combat when right so i think that's really good that they're doing that mm-hmm. um i'm interested to see like what direction they go i would love to see basic weapon attacks for everything they've got just to get a feel for what kind of weight their combat is going to have and also see like how they've taken feedback from the community on the combat styles like the split body mm-hmm. versus root combat and and see how they've tweaked that so i'm really interested to see how that all shakes out but yeah i'm i'm pretty excited about this stream and i'm glad they're they're taking the community ideas not that they haven't been in the past but like this is just kind of the latest one right they've kind of taken and and run with so
0: i'm I'm looking yeah, forward to it
1: absolutely But you Faisal.
0: i mean i'm pretty excited for this um the fact that Hopefully, we get small quantities of action combat and tab targeting uh bit by bit is is quite reassuring, so we we're in the process because like a right. lot of people are concerned about the combat in ashes. Um, yeah. I don't get why they pick daggers looking at use them. I wish they would uh, go for the warhammer.. Yay. Uh, what was that?
1: Uh, Whoa! First. That's a yeah, murder yeah. ninja dark overlord reference, and that's—I feel very—that that's, <laughs> seems very unjustified right now. I'm just saying that, okay?
0: It's a hundred percent justified. We'll keep it for later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Believable? Can't believe this guy. Uh,
0: uh, but what's it called? <laughs> yeah, like, like my like when when it comes to action combat and weapon attacks usually a lot of weight is involved because once you have like big weapons versus small weapons it is uh what's it called um very drastically different so people can actually feel the vfx behind it right animations all these things so i'm very excited for this i'm not gonna lie
1: See, I feel like that was a setup, right? Because the moment I say, yeah, I'm really excited about that too. It's almost like I'm just reinforcing what he said. Also, Faisal, how long was that brewing for you, buddy?
0: How long? It wasn't really. No? It's, it's It's a plan to win the battle, Sam. <laughs> it's just a battle to win the war. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> you're ridiculous it's man. just like moving one pawn. I didn't do anything so <laughs> <laughs> he's like I'm just moving a pawn. <laughs> doesn't
1: have a whole lot of meaning behind oh, for it minute, I, I thought he said
2: moving a paw in somebody's back <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, also, if you couldn't tell by, by what's going on there behind Daedalus, that's the Ashes of Creation art they showed on their their Twitter, basically saying happy Father's Day. If you're a father, you're, you're you're a dad out there, uh Happy Father's Day to you all. And if you're watching as it is Father's Day, uh I hope that you find a little bit of joy from this podcast on that day.
2: Uh yeah. A special shout out to Half Tilt yeah, who uh who couldn't be here, but he's he's uh the one of the AP daddies, so wanted to give him a shout out too. Yeah.
1: You know it's funny, I was in a I was actually in a chat, uh, was it like yesterday or something? My youngest brother, Baz, little shit brother, Baz. I love him to death, but he's 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 a he's a little he, he's he's the he's the troll brother okay he is like the little troll brother and i'm like fucking kid every time with this guy and it was like my birthday on like friday or whatever and he said some funny he said some funny jokes or whatever and i'm not gonna read them here because they're just you know really disrespectful obviously um he's a little shit and he you know he said get, get himself right or something but he was basically saying some stuff and it was like saying pappy basically saying pappy to me and i'm like it's un- again, unwarranted. It, it just seems like not cool. You know what I mean? Like what a little brother is for, I suppose. And he was like, he was like, is it pappy or or peepaw? And I was like, I mean, you can just go pappy paw. I mean, that kind of works. So that's like my new thing for like the elder father. You just call him pappy paw. P a p i p e e p a w. You're welcome.
2: Yeah. And and um and in a Latin country, be pappy paw. <laughs>
1: Oh, thanks, list, by the way. That's really cool. And uh, everybody is dropping subs in chat. I really appreciate that. Y'all are really cool. That's really, really amazing of you to do that. Um, so, I mean, I felt like reading that comment from Steven right there. I mean, I, the first the first comment that you got pulled there, I mean, it's just, he says right there is to show it in small incremental uh, bits and elicit feedback in the direction taken. So this to me is like, this is one of those things that I think, from a, as a community member, as someone who's gonna, you know, is as a community member for the game, who looks forward to it, who really does care a lot about combat. Because you guys were talking about how like people have been. We we just talked about combat, right? Like in the past like episodes or whatever. And and I'm, I'm big on theory crafting. Okay. Like it, combat fluidity is super important to me. I'm not a fan of stun locking. I think it's, this is my opinion. If you're a developer and you think stun locking is like the way you're just as bad as the people that do loot crates in my opinion, because it's lazy, right? It shows a lack of confidence in what you're trying to deliver upon. And and it just, it seems lazy because if pressing a button, and and that's like your win button is is the way to go about it. That's like pressing the button in a cash shop, uh, <coughs> Diablo <coughs> Immortal, and just buying those things so you can dump in your gear and become the badass. You're one. Having flashbacks of stunlocking I aren't you? <laughs> I I loathe it. Right, like don't don't get me wrong. I can stunlock with the best of them. But it just, for me, takes a lot of, like, even though you can do it as a dirty rogue in a game, and even though it's kind of funny, it also, for me, just kind of gets really boring because, like, it, it's just too easy. It feels like it's too easy to, to play that way. And it feels, in, the un, in reverse, it feels like it there's no fun in just being stunlocked either and not actually feeling like you're getting to engage in an actual fight i want an actual fight i want there to be blows dealt back and forth yeah what else would a rogue do well i mean there's a lot you can do with the rogue that doesn't include stunlocking but i think that actual yeah backstabbing is good i see you want to comment too uh, knockbacks and slows we're getting comments on that in chat too like i I don't mind any of those things i think that any kind of a slow or any kind of like crowd control whether you're talking a slow a stun um any of that like diminishing returns are extremely vital and to me it's more about the combination and utilizing stuns i like having stuns i think they're really good i also think it's like really important that if you're playing you actually have to be like extremely mindful about when you're choosing to stun Ideally, you can, if you can land a stun and you can CC somebody else while they are like in the process of utilizing an ability that would be very important for them, that's kind of ideal, right? To be able to actually do it then, like to time it for those moments that are very important for you in combat, as opposed to, well, I can just keep pressing this and like pretty much let my dot do its job the whole time, two button champ, everybody. Plenty of games are about that, and it just, to me, sucks so bad. So Ashes, is it gonna be a stunlock game? When Steven said that, I'm like, oh baby, that is good, right? Like, I want to like utilize things like CCs and interrupts and have to be very mindful about when you're doing that because the best fights I've ever had, whether you're talking about large-scale combat, uh, or like solo combat, or even like low, you know, like low party makeup combat, like small scale party makeup stuff is like actually really great because when you when you have those fights that could could go on for a little while and someone's not just getting popped in like a split second, it, it makes you a lot more cautious. For me, the adrenaline's a lot higher too when I'm in those types of fights when they go back and forth and at the end of it all, it comes down to. Who made the most mistakes, whether you're talking about group comp or individually, usually both, if you're talking about a group anyway. But so when I hear these oh. things about combat, which I'm gonna let you get to a Facebook, but when I hear these things about combat, this to me is important because so many developers develop games and then they release the combat and all that opportunity to actually engage with community and gather feedback and potentially make implementation along the way is just lost. All possibility that's gone. And they end up building upon something that, that's really hard for them to turn back at a certain point. Anyway, Faisal, going ahead.
0: Okay. My question is basically, for spells, which characters or which combo of a character should have these stunts? Should oh all of my them God, have it? dude! Tank, you're cleric, fighter, rogue, such all Such a big of them? question.
1: That's such a or big question.
0: Just one.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Okay, I'm gonna let Daedalus jump in on that, and I'm gonna like give myself a minute because I there's a lot on that one to say. It's it's that's a tough one to answer. Okay, but going ahead.
2: Oh gosh, yeah. Thanks the big for one. putting me on the spot. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a bus coming, and I just got thrown under it. Uh, but I, I'll I'll be honest. I I am kind of I go back and forth too, because you know one of the things that I maybe want to clarify is definitely I'm a fan of crowd control. I actually got really into it, like playing. Um, city of heroes and a couple of other ones um i never really got into it with like wow per se but i did have characters that had those cc abilities um like as but i didn't like kind of like really lean into it like i did in other games and i would have to say there's definitely Mm. a place for it i think i would have to see it in testing i think everyone should have maybe some level not everybody shouldn't have everything uh, necessarily like there should be some stuns or slows or knockbacks or whatever and that could be like split out between the different types of archetypes but i would say definitely if you're like a non-healing support class like i would say probably like bard you know maybe summoner right depending on what pet you have I think that's where you should really have your your really like you know huge cc like abilities not again not like stun lock things things within diminishing returns things that still require strategy but i think your your most options for cc should be in those support non-healing support classes um now that's not to say like say like a rogue shouldn't have some too i think it's just going to be kind of a balance of what each has because you don't want to get into a scenario like you have had in other games everybody can do everything right and then you don't necessarily need like a comp per se um and you know i don't want to jump into our solo discussion yet but it it diminishes the utility of other classes when everybody can do everything i mean Mm -hmm. guild wars kind of did something like that Guild wars 2 did something like that and it felt like okay well i can heal myself i can do this i can do that i don't need anyone else and i can like pretty much sell everything now granted that's probably not true for all of the content but that was one that just immediately came to mind um, but being like me personally i would be a fan of having like a cc like archetype but right. having some flavor of it not necessarily as powerful in the others so they could have some utility too because i would expect like in world of warcraft Like those there's like encounters where you might have like a couple of different classes that can do stuns or interrupts. You're going to need that right to do mechanics, I would imagine. So I wouldn't think it would it would be very wise just to have like one character that can do like any one of these CCs. You should have like some small bits here and there. And then one character that has maybe a a broader range they could potentially spec into.
1: Mm. So i'm gonna okay so Faisal, all right so yes. there was something and i think this was a good sort of like i'm gonna piggyback off this comment in chat to sort of answer it so Nero said um you know all classes need cc in my opinion okay i'm gonna agree with with cc that doesn't necessarily mean a stun yes but i think what's important isn't necessarily like okay If you've got, so I think it's important that there's agency for each class or archetype to have to counter the other one, even though we keep in mind that there is a rock, paper, scissor approach, totally understandable. I still think that inherently every class should have some sort of a counter to the conditions that they could be presented with. That doesn't mean that, like, everyone should have a... For example, there's, like, the kind of CCs, like Polymorph and things like that in World of Warcraft, where, like, from a distance, Repentance was one for Paladins. You could... From some level of distance, there was the ability to hard CC something for a certain period of time. Polymorph was a great example. Um, Repentance was a really great example. And you could, from a distance, you could cast this on them. And casting that ability, that CC, would literally, like, or put them to sleep. Like, hunters could, like, trank, I think. Um, could tran- tranquilize uh, their, their, uh, their opponent if they want to. So this was really good when you had like mobs and stuff. Uh, when you look at um, Stratholme was a really great example dungeon from my perspective in uh, World of Warcraft for, uh, it was predominantly the one that I always viewed in early World of Warcraft as a really good practice dungeon for tanks or people preparing to raid. And the reason for that was when that content was relevant, you had you had p- these pats, patrols, uh, groups of mobs that would sometimes pat or patrol around meaning they were mobile or you had uh the sort of static like this mob sort of just in this area and there's a different group of them and you'd have like different you'd have casters and healers and you'd have warriors and stuff that would be in that group and you'd want to try to priority focus on which ones to take out and so you wanted to make sure you had certain cc's on certain ones so there's like those types of cc's that you could place on mobs that are there right and sometimes when you would place them you would actually aggro the others and so the others would charge towards you and so some of the part of the um some of the the strategy mechanics there was to prepare you for raiding was like you could do that and then focus on other classes like warriors that could potentially like you know stun through more close quarters or like imagine charging someone and as you charge them you hit them and at the point of impact they get stunned, but also there's like an AOE. So then you've got like this cost benefit analysis and the group makeup of, well, if I'm a warrior and I was like gonna charge somebody and it could stun them, I can't charge them if they're by the other ones that have been CC'd. So I like different or a variety of types of CCs, especially having certain classes have some that can then impact other classes CCs. So you have to be really cautious about uh, which one, like you know when you're gonna poti- uh, potentially utilize those based on different combat scenarios so i think different types of ccs are important hard ccs are important having like slows uh you know or like uh, rooting effects was a really good one too you can have like where you root them but maybe they can still shoot they just can't like get up close to somebody and if they're like a warrior for example they get rooted well they can't really like charge and they can't do their melee attacks. So they're stuck over there and Ranger just zipping them down. So there's a lot of really fun, interesting strategy that can be involved in that. Or Frost Trap is a really good one too, Raz and Chad. appreciate that. Frost trap is really good too. You'd see them in a nice chunk of ice um, or things like that. Uh, hunters could also put an effect on the ground where you could, the enemies walk over them and are slowed along the way. That was a really fun one. So world of Warcraft has really good examples of different types of CCs. And in that game, just about every class has some variation of a utility or I don't know about now <laughs> they used to, um, <laughs> so you wouldn't
0: consider those to be a hard stun though right like some of those are
1: not a hard stun absolutely yeah right yeah, like not I all feel, of
0: them are hard stun yeah. Yes. I feel like the only hard stun for a character should be is for the tank and that is it Ooh. everything <sighs> uh, when it comes to the other classes I feel they should have some special mechanic to them. Like the fighter should have, like, disarm, like, make mm. the other player unable to hit the guy. I love disarm or, abilities.
1: Yeah, those are fun.
0: Uh, what's it called? Uh, rogues can, like, are, are unable to stun, but they're able to get away. Like, they're able to hit their target, then bounce off. Their dot like damage that, are
1: traditional, too. Yeah, like, yeah. poisons and stuff.
0: Um,. And and the ideas can go through, but like hard stuns is just, eh, if not treated right, it right. is the bane of existence Absolutely. to every MMO. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally
1: agree with that. And I mean, sap was a really good example of the rogue ability where you got this hard CC. I mean, you, the thing is you could break out of it with the majority yeah. of classes too. So I think having like there be a bit of like, you know, because one of the best things in combat, right, in a PvP scenario is say I've got two forms of crowd control, right? And I've got one that sort of like really slows a player and I've got another one that's like a hard CC, right? Like you mentioned, like that stun, hard stun. The best thing is when the class that you're using that on has the ability to pop out of it but only a skilled person is going to pop out of the hard cc and they're not going to pop out of the the slow or the the other one right that that does impact them in terms of crowd control as well so the best thing is like you know to a skilled player who gets who gets impacted by crowd control they're going to know well I'm not going to use this this one ability I've got to pop out of just the slow effect I'm going to save it for when this class uses the hard cc because that's the one that's going to be really problematic for me right and you got the people that mutton bash or button mash that just are like they use it every time they can because i don't want to be disabled in any way now i am going to disagree with you on i only thinking that the like a warrior class for example should have the hard cc and i'm going to preface this with saying i disagree with you under the circumstances that it's important to know what the class like dynamic is right like so if you know for example uh you got like a druid and their thing is that they grow vines and utilize vines like then it would kind of make sense to like have a druid be able to like pop a vine up that could kind of hold somebody you know and maybe yeah. do some sort of like because i think druids actually did this right they could root and then the roots would actually do damage to the to the player i think or something like that yeah thorns, be thorns. I think yeah thorn. yeah so I think it depends on like what the definition for the archetype is like understanding how that class is supposed to work because certain CCs would make sense for some classes. I think it's different that it's meaningful versus then you just have one. I actually think that it, that range should have certain hard CCs, certain range it'll make sense with and certain melee classes it'll make sense with, but not everybody.
0: Uh like, mm. you're always limited to the, to a, a series of amount of spell mm. spells that you can put on your hotbar. True. Or the game designed that way. Right. Like, you won't have every existing spell for a druid. You won't have a, True. every single spell. Like You're not playing D&D, essentially. Right. <laughs> right. So... It depends how they want to take this game further. Mm-hmm. Do they want to make a stun for it, to this certain character, or not? Like, mm. are they going to make it okay? These certain characters are for damage. These certain characters are for support. These certain characters are for damage or, or tank. Um, oh my god, that's funny. So um, it could be taken to many multiple right. ways. Yeah, I will say that even
1: if I was to take it and just generally talk about it and talk to your point, where you Mm. say, like, I only see, like, one having a hard stun. Like, if I was to look at these archetypes
0: and go with my... It's not just... Yeah. Okay, let me me just paraphrase that. It's not just the one stun. I'm just saying, like, there shouldn't be as abundant. I agree. As to everyone having it. I agree with that, too. Like, if you were to tell... If I were to look at the eight
1: archetypes right now... And I was to look at that and go, which of those inherently do I think should have a hard, hard CC? I'm probably going to look at that. And if I were to go with like just gut instinct reaction here, I'd say fighter or tank. Maybe, maybe both, depending on, I think, the augmentation and the class. And it depends what we see for the fighter. Um... Okay. but I'm going to go definitely with probably those two. I don't, I don't think rogue really needs that. I think really working around, like not being able to see them is would be more interesting. Um, yeah. I think that would be a I lot mean, more interesting and maybe yeah, even like giving a sort of
2: vanish or blinding powder. Yeah, that yep, would be cool.
1: Yeah. I like the idea of, I think one thing that was kind of cool too. in um, world of Warcraft was like when you got the smoke bomb thing you could do as a rogue, that was kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm but yeah sort of like misdirection i think with a rogue would be really interesting with like the ranger that kind of makes sense to have maybe like a maybe like a slow or like a, a sort of like uh, inhibiting movement that kind of makes sense but i don't really see how a hard cc would really make sense for that cleric i don't see a hard cc really making sense um and i'm kind of having a hard time thinking of
0: any the light of div- the divine Right, can always strike at any time, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Look,
1: that's why I'm hoping that the augmentation of the cleric with the tanks gonna make some sense. Um, hoping that they're gonna have like a stun, and then like you get that cool, like cleric sort of like flavor that gets added along. I think maybe a mage would make sense to have like some sort of RCC, and I say because of thinking of like freezing a target, maybe something along those lines. If we really get into some good elemental ice magic but we need to see what they actually are going to do yeah outside of that um it's, it's going to be interesting i don't really think summoner would need it um not really any of the others either the only one i'm questioning I is Clara. i don't know about bard, bard since i yeah. like
0: I don't like. I haven't seen a lot of bards in MMOs that much. Yeah,
1: and we need to see what they're going to do with Bard too, because it's so hard to know. Yeah,
2: that that one, I'm still like, I'm so like ready to kind of hear about the Bard, and I think like what you said about Fighter and um and Tank, I think makes sense, and I kind of feel like with those being like more melee focused, I see like knockbacks being a thing or knockdowns even. Yeah. 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 Um, So again, like it's still going to have the same effect, right? Somebody's incapacitated for a period, right? Of time. And with those knockdowns and everything you can, you don't, they're not going to be like, you know, 20, 30 seconds. It's going to be maybe three or four seconds. Mm. Right. And that's kind of how I feel like all of the CCs need to be. I mean, they're, I'll I'll see I guess in testing right how this is going to work with like right. something like a polymorph for a sleep or something where damage breaks it maybe those could be longer right because because you kind of have that risk reward to say okay I'm going to mm. polymorph someone but if like one of my buddies is like you know going nuts with the AOE then that's not a guaranteed thing right um, but yeah I mean I think there's a lot of different options and i agree with like your sentiment that there's got to be like certain categories of cc that go with each archetype yeah um right uh and, and maybe like again maybe the the bard class or sorry the bard archetype doesn't have them all but they should definitely be kind of in a related like family of abilities i think would be um would be good and and i think that's where like the balance comes in like you guys have been talking about is is having like, you know, seeing like what the diminishing returns might look like, you know, what's the counterbalance or what's the the foil for that ability and kind of a, you know, rock, paper, scissors, balance. Like how does that Mm. synergize with other abilities as well? Like if I'm, you know, a tank and I'm knocking somebody down and then can a rogue go in and do a blind or something like what's the, What's the interplay between characters, too? Because that's something, if they're balancing by group, which they are, right, they need to think about, too. Because you could till, still technically stunlock somebody if you had mm. multiple characters doing their,
0: air quotes, yeah. first ability. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the thing is this, that when you talk about like rock, paper, scissors mechanic, it is so hard to balance, especially when you put archetypes in, in it. Um, just the yeah. fact that you have to manage all the spells, all the archetype spells, balancing wide, that's a whole issue that every developer faces. Mm-hmm. And uh, absolutely, just finding the right combos for every class is oof. <laughs> yeah,
1: see, I think I, I do agree that like, I don't think we need to see a lot of classes with a lot of stuns. Like, I think, mm. like, it makes sense, doesn't it? Like, when you think about like a tank... Or you think about like a fighter, like it makes sense. Like you got to have some strength, right? Like to bash them with the shield or to just hit him really hard. And it's like they're in there sitting there in their armor, they just get, you know, just like completely stunned by it because it just was overpowering strength. Like that makes sense. Like they, I think it, it, to me it's more important that like whatever that ability is actually thematically seems to work for what that class is and how all those skills are sort of combined working so i think that to me is like the biggest thing and that's like one of the things right. that i've had i've struggled with with the tank and uh alpha one as well
0: or a tank you gotta be a trunker that's all there is to it <laughs> simple
1: <laughs> gotta be a chunker <laughs> you need to be you need to be hefty fine or or whatever is that what you're you gotta be stout
2: or are we saying we're sick boy renkai is what's gonna happen here triple triple yeah, c yep. thick <laughs> a
1: plus (laughs) a plus um i just think it's really good that they're going to be doing this though to to sort of show it in pieces and it seems like with what they talked about watching chat i see thick with three or four c's there i just i look at what they're doing right now and i'm happy to see that that's going to be the approach because it looks like if we get what they're talking about showcasing We're gonna get to see weapon attacks of movement, sort of, and that's sort of where they left off with what they were focusing on last time, you know? And that was like one of the things people were like not really happy about. The fluidity in combat, no matter how you cut it, that still doesn't feel, has not since even Alpha Zero. Alpha Zero, it it didn't feel bad, but it wasn't representative of what they were going for, and it's like we need to see something representative of what they're going for, because so far, I even saw comments on these alpha videos I put up, right? People are like, you want to play this game? Don't you think it kind of sucks? And I'm like, can't really make that determination until I see what they're actually going for. And that's not representative of that at this point, is it? No, we haven't gotten anything representative of what they're going for. We had, I feel like we had a snapshot and kind of saw something they were going for in alpha zero, but that was strictly tab target. And since then they've gone, actually we work on all that. because. You know, a lot of that was kind of, I think, what Steven was kind of like thinking at the time. And they kind of like developed some skills around what he was looking for or looking at. And now we've seen some things that are very different. I mean, there are skills that we saw back in Alpha Zero that have not been showcased for those classes. We got to try in Alpha One. We actually had things that instead are there now, which some of which I really hope are gone, like Castigation. I love it what it does. I don't like the animation. The whip thing, I'm like, oh,
0: that, yeah. nah, no, 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 thanks. That's um, that's some BDSM type of thing. <laughs> you gotta enjoy it.
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm watching like a cleric doing a succubus skill from World of Warcraft. It doesn't really
2: work for me. <laughs> it's like my they didn't have the effect in there too.
1: <laughs> ah, oh, ooh, and you're like, um, that does sound BDSM. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna you should be in a closed room somewhere dark sim no it's not a dark sim thing I'm just talking no don't tell me you all haven't thought it too nope don't even tell me there's someone else here watching who didn't think the same thing going kind of looks like a succubus only it's glowing with golden aura and they're not moaning at the same time
2: well see the way I was the way I was looking at it I mean I wasn't thinking about that blizzard game I was thinking about it like somebody's getting like whipped because they are a sinner <laughs> and they must be purged
1: and deep down you know you deserve to be punished <laughs> exactly
2: see I, and i didn't think i was gonna like the cleric as much as i did but that was such a fun class <laughs> to level i mean i leveled the cleric first actually i mean i think i started with oh, a mage yeah. and then something got wiped and then I went back, but the cleric was so fun. And and I actually didn't mind the, I, I thought it was kind of a non sequitur in terms of like ability, like, okay, it didn't make sense with everything else that it had, oh, but still I kind of looked at it like, you know, Somebody's in the Inquisition. They're just they're just getting purged. Oh God! By the holy whip of justice.
1: I want you, Raz. Raz and Chat's cracking me up. He's like he's like he's like shame, 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 repent. <laughs> That's Exactly. it. I mean, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. And
1: Claire's a little going a little hard, hardcore. I think I see a little, um, you know, uh, pr- priest in their future. I love it. If need something worse than that, but we'll leave that for a completely different conversation. Bard
2: Cleric. Hmm.
1: Bard Cleric. It's going to be interesting to see what they – People in chat, you all just really don't ever – You take every opportunity to reference Dark Sim, looting, right? I mean, I don't know what to do with you all. Just know when I take a week off and there's no show, it's your fault. I'm done because I was tired of you. Just kidding. It's not true.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had enough oh, of you. I, I needed a break. It sting, so it burns. <laughs> it <laughs> burns like castigation, bro. <laughs> Castigate
1: much, Sim? What? Okay. Uh, talking about the weekly VFX. punishment in the guild. <laughs> right. <castigating. laughs> you are looting a week. That's good. <laughs> That's funny so nice. yeah you know they talked about the duel or daggers before i it's an interesting one to showcase though isn't it i mean i think people are probably i think at this point more people want to see the bow because it's been yes, like yeah. it's been pending for so damn long kind of drives me nuts we haven't seen the bow update like what are we what are we working on changing at this point
0: i mean it's it's the most at least i think it's more challenging than melee weapons to be honest yeah because you have to work with two systems projectile and uh yeah potentially what's it called? uh and dps yeah well you're thinking yeah, about right. like you guys uh, are you going physic or hit scan approach right yeah which approach you're going mm-hmm. thank you yeah yeah you're welcome um and I think that's the most hardest thing to balance. Even like even when it's time to register for server issues, all these things you have to take that into account. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's more so challenge. than
1: like wand, because wand is a projectile. But that's, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty straightforward. I think it's gonna be more tricky when we get into like the hybrid perspective of are we tab versus action, and how are you choosing to change it? Yeah. 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 I could see them doing like hit scan for like tab target, but then if you're going for the action orientation, maybe having it become more of a physics approach. That'd be cool. I don't know. But like,
0: um, hit scan is always best, essentially. I I prefer it. Yeah. Because like, once you have your cursor on that uh, enemy, you just hit him. Projectile, Mm -hmm. it actually takes skill to hit anything with a projectile.
1: Yeah, uh, it's definitely. I mean, it, it can definitely be done. It's just it's a it's, it's a bit it's, more tricky. It's just
0: a bit harder or trickier to do. It's mm. not impossible. I'm not saying that Pitscan is uh, not hard. Like not hard. It is hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have different but, difficulty levels for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Different style of difficulty. I think they both can be equally as difficult depending on. It also I think depends on a lot on like how a person tends to play a game because some people are more. They tend to be more like, you know, they do better with hit scan sort of combat, like projectiles and some do better with mm-hmm. the physics based stuff because it just works more with the way they're I think their brain sort of works. So and that's what I think is a tricky part, too, is if you want to make range combat specifically with things like a bow feel meaningful, I think there is that dynamic of there are different player types and you want, I think, it to be appealing to a variety, right? Like, I think you. You want the people who enjoy utilizing a bow in the games they've enjoyed previously to feel like this fits for them and same for the other people and there are definitely different walks on that. So I guess it could be tricky, which probably is a part of the reason they have not show it yet.
0: I actually like this question in chat. Did they Mm. say if there will be like an ammo count, like hundred arrows, or do they have unlimited supply? Uh,
1: i don't know on that i don't remember them saying no, that there's I don't gonna be i feel like that question was asked and i don't think that there was supposed to be ammunition i could be wrong but i feel i feel in my gut that that's the answer because i feel like this also had had to go back to them talking about utilizing uh it was like an apoc conversation yeah. yeah thank you yeah no it's early on i'm pretty I, I remember it around apoc and i think that the question came up as a result of the potion launcher and yeah. the bows and i think that was like how it was referenced i believe it was like 2018 yeah so now we're saying oh. 2017 or 18 i feel like that's about about there too but i think they said i think they said no then but that the reality is i don't know if that's see this kind of goes back to what are they planning on doing with the bow what if they do mm-hmm. require arrows? What if arrows can be crafted via artisanship and that's going to be a thing? I wouldn't have an issue with that. I mean, I remember you said I have, have to have ammo for the hunters in World of Warcraft, right?
2: Back yeah. When, when they, they got used, rid of it.
1: Yeah. Back when they had to use uh, mana as a resource, which was weird. But something I actually preferred the hunter pre-Cata because it felt more like I don't know. It felt more organic to me than when they went into focus which focus makes more sense as a resource but everything else in the kit for the hunter sort of got dumbed down a lot back then so yeah that just goes to that's the class that uses a bow I think actually you could use a bow for like the off weapon for like warriors or something and
0: the theory is too. yeah I the think. theory is do rangers if they have unlimited demo do they just poop animal no they pulled out of that that you know Infinite the, the the infinite quiver yeah is that what it's called I kind of yeah. forgot
1: yeah in, infinite quiver yeah that's what it is
2: it's sort of it's like It's all essence <laughs> space right you know you're you might you <laughs> might you know bring forth arrows with their yeah. essence that's funny I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they would you know do that other thing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess depending yeah. on what they ate though there are those things that, that don't make sense but,
1: in games though, right? Like the link can always the, put everything into his pocket and he never, you never saw it. It was always on hand. Yeah.
2: They, yeah, had, but, they always had the pocket of many things. to the yeah. They had something in there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wherever you chose to put that, don't really want to know, but clearly it wasn't strapped on your back. Okay. Thanks. That's the end of that conversation. Visual effects is going to be interesting because we've had a lot of re- reflection from people saying it's a little too blingy. A little too too much flair. A little too bright or Star Wars-esque. It's interesting because one of the things we haven't seen anything on yet also is the VFX variants from the Kickstarter awards. Right? Haven't seen that yet. I'm curious about that. The Phoenix aura. Curious about that as well. Hope it's going to be badass. As a Phoenix, I can tell you I hope that they
0: deliver on that. Yep. The bragging rights people I often can smell the bagging rights from here so people <laughs> often don't think
1: people forget like people actually think it's bs when i say my real name's phoenix but it's really my name yes true story right which is part of what appealed to me things phoenix are cool blocked him forever um it was kind of like if i'm playing an MMORPG, phoenix should kind of be rocking the phoenix stuff kind of makes sense it would be weird if I was like, no, my spirit
0: animal is actually a goat. Hey, goats are OP. They can climb mountains in seconds, okay? Why is your spirit there's, animal a goat? There is a
2: goat simulator game, so obviously there's some sort of power in the goat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Y'all are, you are thinking the wrong goat. I'm talking greatest of all time. Come on, baby. Get in the game. Get in the game. <laughs> I'm just kidding nobody missed I mean, that unless they're trying oh, to take the on. dark lord the everybody
0: <laughs> you all want
1: me to be everybody here wants me to be the dark overlord and they want to see me go dark side but the thing is are you sure you do right are you sure you do you want me to get dirty you all really want me To go dark side. Cheryl's even talking about it on social media with that whole thing with Ashes of Creation and the tweet going, We all love to see your dark side.
0: I'm like, Do you though? Have you seen my dark side? Well, yes. You're harmless as a butterfly, bro. You only steal. (laughs) (laughs) No one's. Has anybody here actually
1: seen my dark side out of curiosity? Because it's pretty. I, pretty bad it's the polar opposite of the good guy right um which is why I usually never mind uh wait 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 what uh retraction retraction i didn't say any of that mm. um mm. So that, uh, i don't play i, I believe the my mains appropriate are thing powerless. to say is you just
2: got uh, clipped son because no. <laughs> <laughs> i can see alpida <laughs> going
1: <"What?" laughs> I love that there's like some more It's because we know your inner desires And support you as the friends we are I appreciate that
0: Maybe you're trying to cover up this entire story Maybe you're trying to like Take the route of the good guy But in secret you've been taking it to to the BDSM route Every single time that people don't know about Faisal... There's there's like making references and a person has a dark side and then there's making references
1: as as they like, Uh, you know, uh, some 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 interesting uh, showcases of intimacy uh, that so I'm just going to move on from that because it's not that kind of show. (laughs) Anyway. Awkward moment. Everybody cringe a little bit. Yes, okay, pucker up buttercup, you good? Okay, we're gonna move on. So we're gonna go ahead and move on from this to um, something a little bit less uncomfortable and talk about the recent uh, dev discussion. Cool, sound good, great, awesome. Um, And then we're gonna hit on one of the things that I actually saw in the forums, which I thought was really interesting. And I'm just gonna pose a general question. But let me share the dev discussion, friends. Oh, you all are laughing in chat, filthy. Unbelievable. There you go. That's what we're (laughs) going to talk about. Okay, thanks. (laughs) So we got dev discussion 42 on gear color customization. Something we've talked about before. Piggybacking off them skill visual effects that clearly Ashes is going to be doing something a little different with. We just haven't gotten to see what they're going for yet. Not even remotely close to that yet. But here's the here's the question. They, they call this a reverse Q&A. Rather than you asking us questions about Ashes, we want you to ask you what your thoughts are. Which is uh, kind of what they do every time, by the way. Okay, how do you feel about dyeing your gear? We've talked about this before. They've made hints on... Edgy elf that's hilarious in chat, by the way. <laughs> never seen that combination used before. Creative, for sure. How do you feel about dyeing your gear? How far would you like the system to go? Do you prefer a full color range that allows for some odd color combinations, or a more limited one that preserves visual fidelity and realism? This question is going to get a City of Heroes reference for me. But jump on in gentlemen and you all watching what's your answer
0: gentlemen i think i think they should go the full range guild wars 2 has i dislike guild wars 2 die system i dislike the colors that you're able to get there because they just don't match i just dislike it for that reason i get that i get that reference i've seen that too like they have it on the right patterns, they have it. It's just the colors. They just don't match. They don't work together. Like you can't have like uh, yeah, uh, red and black in some places that there should be. And uh, I just oof. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. going ahead, Daedalus. Yeah,
2: I'm. I'm probably. I don't know. Like what people like are thinking in the community. Like me personally. I do not, I mean, I think I would go the route around fidelity and realism versus having, like, more Mm. broader range. And the reason I say this is there's certain games where that will work, right? And I think I know where you're going with this with City of Heroes because that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, there are certain games where, you know, having, like, neon green and, you know, other kind Mm. of crazy-looking combinations... You know they can make sense right i'm not saying they do all the time but they can make sense but one of the things that i just i was not a huge fan of um and i want to say like dark age of camelot had those like really weird options too yeah it just it's so and it's so immersion breaking for me i want to be able to kind of have some enough variety right where i can make myself look unique I think with a modular, you know, design system, you're going to have like different pieces and parts that you're going to be able to do more customization with. But I don't think you should have like the gambit of every possible shade of like chartreuse and lime green and, you know, neon
0: orange and just, and, you know, hot pink. But, but and, quick question. Are we just talking about gear or are we going to talk about gear and the, and their effects around it? The Um, I think the effects yeah. too make I
2: mean is is a it's a good point as well, Faisal. It's like yeah. I don't want I don't want lightsabers running around either. Because I mean we all we all like saw that meme after they did like some of the battles with APOC and the castle yeah. sieges and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean I, I don't want to and I think this is probably the best way to put it. I don't like obnoxious colors. I don't like obnoxious looking gear. And that Blizzard game was one of those things where it's like really with the shoulders again. I mean, some of that looked cool, but most of the time it was like what are they thinking, right? And that's yeah. kind of the the way I like I want something Again, it's a fantasy game, so using the world realism kind of seems counterintuitive. But I want something that is like generally not like immersion breaking. There's still things that can be ornate and detailed and cool looking mm.
0: without yeah. being frigging obnoxious. And I just so, thats that's where I draw the line so to understand, you you want the full range, but there's certain colors that you don't want that would just kill it
2: yeah I mean I want the maximum amount of customization, but like just let's try to keep the palette like within what's realistic for
0: the world, right okay. but you're not would gonna, you I, go ahead uh, would you accept like neon green and all these things for fX, for example, like let's say uh, a piece of armor would just have like uh, uh blue smoke coming out of it you could change that to something that's a little bit more neon but subtle, not that bright.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think again within reason, right? But I'm talking about like yeah. if you're running around like with orange pants and a green cape and you know neon blue boots. I mean, no, Just yeah, no. right, yeah, yeah. I mean, this I like I said, this, this isn't city of heroes where that you could probably pull that off, you're right? But I you can't do really do that in. Yeah, I again, there, there there's a there's games for that, and I I hope in this point alone, among others, right. It's Steven Sixley was guns to say this game isn't for everybody. If somebody's like complaining about not being able to do, like, you know, Captain Neon, well, you know, <laughs> sorry, this isn't the game for you. My bad. Right. Um, but yeah, that that's what I would hope <laughs> is that it's still within a a realistic palette. You do have things that look, you know, fantastic and fanciful and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Again, within that, um, I mean, I know there's some costumes that do have those color schemes, but I've never seen anything off the top of my head that didn't really fit within Mm. that like particular like design costume design.
1: It's one of the things that's tricky though, isn't it? Like, so city of heroes, I, I like, I think taking a page from their playbook would work really well both in terms of like the gear auras and things that they've got going on. Cause we know that some of the gears are going to have like, you know, glows and effects and things like that. So, you know, when they talk, when they, you know, specifically on here talked about, you know, dyeing your gear, how far would you like it to go? I mean, yeah, I think it'd be cool if you could dye not only like the color of the fabrics and paint the metal and things like that. I think that's great. And I think you could use the full color wheel on that. Right. But there's there's uh you can have every color and it not be like a crazy like bright color. Um and you know, when you think about like saturation and for example, like I think there's a difference between like being able to like hit every color and then here have like a really weird, you know, tone or saturation kind of going on, which you could do better in games that are supposed to look like comic book characters. Like City of Heroes, I mean, that's kind of what you're going for there. You're going for like superhero, you know, characters and in, in sort of like every frame. I mean, even some of the <clears throat> some of the uh, graphics and stuff that you've seen for that game is kind of like presented in comic format. So, you know, it makes sense to me in that game that you could do that. Um, but in that game, you can you can implement color changes to skills, effects, like the color of the trail, like your wings, things like that. There's no reason that they can't do that. But I think that they kind of go, okay, you have the freedom to impact color changes, but the saturation might be kind of limited in a a certain way so that, you know, it doesn't break the immersion for how people are their characters look in the game. You want, I think, that to like match the tone of the rest of the game, like so you can still have that level of flexibility without it like completely going, oh, look, a really bright green, like lime bright green characters running around. And it doesn't really it doesn't really like look like they belong in this world if that makes sense I think to me that's kind of more of the thing
0: um i mean unless if there's a beast or a monster in the world and you made like' let's say armor out of it with with its material, maybe then you're able to unlock like special colors that fits that monster yeah
1: maybe. that could make sense. I don't know yeah or like something related because i mean look we're gonna have like really interesting bright colors i mean they exist as the under realm i've seen under realm references as well so but the thing is, is there's like some pretty strong ambient colors in the under realm mm-hmm. i think i think maybe if i don't know you know i think they could probably hit any color as long as they keep the colors more of an ambient sort of effect as opposed to that flashy over the top yeah, I mean, effect
0: um mm-hmm. like one of the best games that does this when you kill a monster you get ma- uh, get to make armor out of it is uh, the first thing that pops into my mind is monster hunter monster oh, yeah. hunter have yeah. really amazing designs that fit the world really well and you're able to change the mm-hmm. colors i think cannot remember yeah I like
2: yeah the... and i think there's a distinct difference though mm-hmm. for like just seeing some of the you know um discussion in chat between environment versus armor right? right you can still like have like subtle like nods to like under right which did use like you know you know saying in chat pinks reds blues right but there's mm. a certain like there's a certain spectrum Right. Then you need to have in order for it to not be immersion breaking. And like Sid, I, I'm I'm OK mm-hmm. with having like a wide variety of colors. But I think you do need to think through like crazy looking combinations and how that may not fit in the world and kind of find ways to make things fit or at least make things unique for a particular, um, you know, racial like look like. Tolnar, for example,,
0: mm.
1: which we still have't seen them yet <laughs> I, I i think that the bioluminescent sort of approach would be pretty amazing. um, I even mm. think that there could be gear that could look like this um I think the tonar I think it would be really cool to like sort of see like mushroom sort of like shoulder pads and stuff like that, or like you know weird like carved sort of like you know, wooden sort of like armor because people are going to like it and, you know, it can work for, I think potentially it could work for certain Tolnar and maybe even for some of the other races that customize their character a certain way. So if someone wants to be like, automatically like a creature of the wood or something or the forest or whatever, they can go that route. And we've certainly seen some, uh, some armor in the cosmetics that they released that definitely seemed like they were going to have that going on. We haven't seen them rendered yet, though, so I don't know for sure. But I, I do kind of have a feeling that we're going to see a few of uh, the cosmetics we've already seen that might actually already sort of have that style going on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it just depends on, like, it making sure that it thematically fits what the game's got going on. I think that's the big thing.
0: Imagine imagine if you would make armor. That's yeah. uh, uh, the word that you used, some bio. Oh, minutes, yeah uh and you're and like the dungeon was completely dark you're unable to see anything oh my but gosh. once you enter with your armor it just glows up, light and in it the does darkness. up chain reaction <laughs> to the entire <laughs>
1: area that'd be cool uh that's, that's funny what how did you get your armor like that well i got a bunch of glow bugs about 10 minutes ago squished <laughs> them all over my armor i've only got about 10 minutes let's go. <laughs> anybody who was a kid i look back now and i'm like i feel bad about doing that but at the time it seemed really fun yeah tons of glow bugs you break them open and squish them on you and it was like oh look it's like glow in the dark this is amazing catch some more oh no we killed them already feels bad (laughs) what happened to all the species on the planet yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) um okay So let's show those elves that they showed off. All right. You ready for this song? Image slideshow. Boy, there we go. We got to see a little bit more of what the Pyre are going to look like. And I'm pretty happy with them so far. Damn. I don't know, man. First impression. Yeah. This is going a step further than the, the concepts we saw.
2: Damn yeah, man. Yeah, the I, the level of detail. This actually looks a little bit like Maggie, honestly. I thought that was pretty cool. That they're trying to make yeah, I mean I don't know. I got Maggie vibes from that.
1: Well, funny. That'd be funny if they were actually trying to like pick one of the devs and make a which we haven't we gotta see hey, that, man. We gotta do that soon. I could see
0: thing. it, Daedalus. I could see it.
2: But yeah, the level of detail, man, the, like the tattoo pieces mm. and all that. I mean, we saw that as far as uh, you know the character creator and what you could do with the tattoos and the markings. I mean, that's fantastic. And you know, right. you can. This is like I know this is like, or this is the like what they said was the final pass. I mean, I can't wait to see some of the other characters, right, dude. Yeah, because all of them look really good so mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah pyre are looking pretty damn badass dude they've all got their own underwear style too Have you noticed that like their their underwear like they have a very specific each race has a very specific type of like get up undie style i just think that the the pyre like i looked at the male and i'm like that is really cool and i'm glad that they get facial hair like you know that's one of the things that kills me sometimes Yeah, I can't stand elves in fantasy that can't grow a damn beard. It drives me nuts.
2: Yeah, I agree with you there. You know, you got to do got to give the beards love. Oh, why not? What do you mean? It's completely fine. No. What do you mean? No, (laughs) no. I mean,
1: no, Basil. I mean, there's a hard I will not understand your perspective on this. No, but I respect your opinion, but it's not mine and it will never change which is no, ex- look, yes i'm
0: not saying mm-hmm. no to beards i'm saying if they ever made or took that decision <laughs> i'm cool with it that's all i'm saying <laughs>
2: and our response would be not cool man not cool
0: <laughs> <Right>?
1: <laughs> yeah this is like one of the things that's like drives me nuts when i play world of warcraft i am like i can't have a beard on any of these but the night elves get them yeah night elves get a nice full beard and blood elves just kind of suck their facial hair is lackluster at best which is my why my character always had a scowl he was always looking pissed off and annoyed because he couldn't grow a beard and there's his backstory why does he look mad and angry because the world told him he couldn't have a beard and he wants one how do i know that because he's me because he's me and I wanted to have a beard. on a damn character. And they told me no. And I was like, y'all missed the mark here. Right? You missed it. Why can't the blood elves in World of Warcraft even grow a damn beard? Can anybody answer me that question?
0: No? I thought so. I still have I'm not got to answer that question. I'm impressed they can grow hair at all.
1: <laughs> this is bullshit. I'll, tell, I'll have you know the elves in my world all can grow a really nice full beards. Thank you. Nice. For that reason, because it's bullshit. I approve.
0: I'm backing away slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Why
1: can't they be bald? You know, anyone who's got hair can be bald. You know how? You take a razor to that shit, and you call it this right here. That's what this is. Unbelievable. I'm just saying, it doesn't make sense. Just give them at least the, the, the opportunity to make a damn decent beard. I know there's some things that can't happen it's my jam it doesn't have to work in that world i'm ball with a beard see all just beautiful baby it is so there's our elves the pyre are looking fan freaking tastic i love you know what i really like the most though is the way that those branches that are sort of coming off like their forehead there off to the side right there I love how, especially like on the mail, when I saw it, it was like it almost looked like there were like age lines there by his eyes and it it looked like it just seamlessly went in. Do you see that? Like that's super cool to me because that just flows like it's natural that that is the way that that goes. I love it.
0: Do you think you're able to customize them? Yes. Character creation? Yeah. Yeah, Steven
2: said as much that the I can't remember he called them branchlers. Branchlers? Yeah, branchlers. <laughs> he says yes, because I remember somebody that's like funny. asked in on Twitter and he responded, yes, you can customize those. I'm like, God, oh, that's nice. awesome. And yeah. he, he legit called them branchlers, which I thought was pretty funny.
1: Anybody else have a torn in World of Warcraft? I had one of everything by the way, but have torn and cut off their horns and had the two plates there i wonder if they're gonna that have an option metaphor. like
2: that i got tree stumps on my forehead <laughs> i think you can get really short <laughs> ones if he, if i remember correctly i don't know if you can have uh, them like non-existent funny. but yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's interesting so there you go man it was cool that we got to see those this was like a nice this was a nice showcase for the week i mean they showcase a good number of things i thought i was actually planning on this week being our week that we were going to focus on the lineage two archetypes and and doing some comparison stuff but we didn't get to it because they had all this instead so the plan is to break down lineage two parallels to the class dynamics that we've seen for ashes and if they're playing off of lineage two as a reference point which clearly we've seen some of that then we're gonna go, okay, let's talk about it. I'm probably gonna have some visual references for what they've got for their archetypes there that run parallel to the eight archetypes that we've seen here. And we the cool thing is we're gonna get to look at their their you know, the classes we've seen already and go, okay. So we see some pull here. What do we see? This some pull from like D&D perhaps. Then maybe what could we extrapolate as like being what we'll see in the daggum future for the classes we have yet to see, the archetypes rather their class combinations okay final question and we're gonna wind this one down okay and that is going to be talking about there was a post that i saw in the ashes forums not ashes hq ashes of creations forums someone named derp there posted about balancing guilds with solo play instead i've seen a lot of uh about the exciting guild incentives and mechanics planned for aoc which I'm all for my only concern is that they may require an environment whereby you have to align yourself with the guild to be relevant in the game. Personally, as a solo player, we know where this is going. I am of the opinion that joining a guild should always be out of choice, not necessity. Well, and said, in which ways do you think solo play can be balanced so that solo players, small teams of friends can still choose this path? Number one, it isn't a necessity. You do have the choice. You don't have to do that. People can still choose the form, hug groups, and do stuff and things. Yes, and that's what nodes are for, okay? People can still play like this, okay? But clearly, if you're part of a guild, you're going to have a certain level of opportunities you won't have otherwise. Yes, but the same could be said about being a solo player or a small group of people, Right. There are going to be certain advantages to those people that you won't get with guilds as well. Certain things that might hinder you that wouldn't otherwise. And you're going, but how, how's that going to work? Well, you won't have like guild tenants and stuff to probably go by or anybody to answer to, or have to be told what to do when and where you can pug life it. If you really want to look, Pug groups can still be very meaningful. Citizens of a node can come together in pug groups and do something meaningful, still impact their node, still be known for doing something prestigious, and not have to be into it in a guild. That's true.
0: but I think I think uh, I'm not hundred yeah. uh, percent sure of what he means specifically, but I think when you're one person who is trying to get into a node, for example, um the likely of him entering that node and becoming a citizen is going to become low if a guild is there. Dominating it. Exactly. Yeah. So I think he and he doesn't want to uh join them for se, but he wants to be a citizen and try to somehow be mm-hmm. able to join, not completely locked out of it. Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't think yeah. that
0: there, there'd be
2: a way to limit that, right? Anyone can be like yeah uh, Mm -hmm. and i think i guess i'll make a comment here um with regard to this and and i like i saw the direction this was going and yeah well i understand it's important that there is viability versus solo play i think you Mm -hmm. said it correctly right there's gonna be it's there's going to be a limit to what you can do right in terms of like larger content you're going to need to band together with somebody that doesn't necessarily need, mean All you right. need to be in a guild but one of the things that i will like reiterate right this game isn't for everyone that's like specifically yeah, from steven and yeah. this is also bringing massive back into the massive multiplayer which means right while you're not going to necessarily need a guild Mm -hmm. um you're going to need other people right and and i i think that there's a fine line between i want to be viable solo like from beginning to end to i don't want to join a guild right because there's two different like you know ways you can approach this yes i mean i still think you can be viable it's going to be a lot more risky Mm -hmm. and there's a risk versus reward there too but it's it's still you know going to be viable to a point um and and i i am it's a fine line to tote here because you you still will have like a a level of viability you can achieve Mm -hmm. as a solo player no matter what your skill is um larger encounters i mean you can't solo world boss this isn't you know world of warcraft Mm. you're gonna need other people (laughs) (laughs) so yeah
1: yeah and so I mean that was like the like you said I think you hit the nail on the head when you said for bringing the massive back to the uh, massively multiplayer right that's that's going to be key community's key Mm -hmm. and you know players engagement is going to be important and it's look and I also couldn't help but wonder too it, it wasn't stated in his post or in their post rather but when I read that I was like I can't help but wonder how much dungeon finders and queue finders and things like that may have may have impacted some of that perspective because man i'm telling you like one of the things that world of warcraft classic's been doing with like wrath that there's not going to be a you know there's like a party maker to where people can join the parties right but there's not a queue for the dungeon or instance thing yeah and i think that's good because that was one of the things that in the you know uh, retail version once they got to you know, down the road, they implemented that. That just, I mean, it took away from player players interacting and having to communicate. Again, nobody likes looking for more for, you know, this acronym, this dungeon, this raid, need this or that. I mean, but there's, I don't know, there's also like sort of something about that that is appealing to a degree. Having to go more organically find people as opposed to going, oh, we're all going to queue up for it and go in and then no one's talking to each other and just running through and raffle stomping everything yeah you know so so next week the game plan unless somehow we are derailed is going to be to talk specifically about some of the lineage two archetypes how that we can draw some parallels i'll definitely have some frames of reference here some visual references, some links to share so you all can sort of look over that while we're talking about it. In the meantime, between now and then, if you plan on being part of the conversation and chat, um, you can always go look yourself and go ahead and do a little bit of research ahead of time. But it's going to be interesting because we're going to put our little theory crafter hats on a little bit. And it, it seems like it'll be a good way to sort of pregame ourselves for the development live stream that'll be happening Um you know, basically just four days later, because it'll be the following Thursday that we'll have the developer live stream. So that's going to be our focal point. I think I'd say also, if there's a class that's really calling for you, really bring to the table, like what it is that you're looking forward to in that class, what you're hoping for, what it is you might like about that, why it appeals to you, why certain classes or archetypes do appeal to you, because that's going to basically be the meat of our conversation, friends. And with that being said, Faisal's looking a little... um sleepy time so we're going to go ahead and wind this one down friends we're going to go ahead and go list and then Phasal. shout out your domains gentlemen let people know where they can find you when you're not on the show
2: all right you can find me on twitter at the Ashen herald and on youtube youtube.com slash c slash the Ashen herald and also on ashes hq There's a few articles out there on stuff yes. and things related to ashes of creation if you do have any ideas please dm them my way um, either through Twitter or on Discord. Here, um, you can find me at as Dataless oh, yeah. on Discord in the community Discord. Go, you Faisal, know,
1: getting kind of low. Shadowsh domains,
2: social bunny.
0: You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal one zero eight, and on Twitter as Bagel one zero eight.
1: Fantastic. And friends, as always, got to give you all a big shout out, right? Remember that you don't have to be on this show to be a Pathfinder. You're Pathfinder is because you're here. You're part of the journey with us, whether you're on YouTube, whether you listen in your car drive or you're here when we're live. Always prefer having you live, right? Because you get to contribute and the conversations are all the better for it. But in the meantime, friends, right? Might be the, at the end of today's show, but much love to all of you to intrepid studios and until next week live your best lives walk in the light stay tuned for the post show or otherwise have a good night and i will see you all we will all see you all next week so stay safe friends and cozy if you're fazels
2: homies take bye. care everybody <laughs> bye everybody.